0: Good morning. Thank you for joining us and welcome to our weekly e-learning session. My name is Dwayne Henderson, a member of pre lighting Training and Education Team and host of our e-learning series. For those watching live, happy Friday. Quickly about the session, once we begin, we'll have roughly 15 minutes of content. Um, our presenter will be available for QA at the end of the presentation. And although participants are muted, we do encourage you all to use the chat and QA box to ask questions. Please feel free to do that during the presentation and we'll circle back. And answer those at the end. Today, we're going to get an inside look at some of the environmental efforts within the walls of free lighting. And to walk us through that, I'd like to welcome Tim Ulrich. Good morning, Tim. Good
1: morning, Dwayne. And hey, thank you.
0: Oh, great. Hey, before we get started, can you quickly talk about your role in the business?
1: Sure. So, I am the EHS director for free lighting. Um, and really, the uh, my role is to ensure that we organization, you know, know what our environmental considerations and expectations are as well as safety and not only meet the requirements, but exceed and be on a continuous improvement path. So in the, you know, the products we sell very much have an impact on the environment, a positive impact on the environment. Uh, So it is important to me, you know, personally and our organization as a whole that we, match that environmental performance of our products with the environmental performance of the facilities that manufacture those. Perfect, so, all right, let's get started. All right, I will, and I assure Dennis, I will stay within the bounds of time because I can talk about environmental all day. So, <laughs> let me get to the next. All right, so as you're all already aware, the you know LED lighting Need another sales pitch. It has many positive effects on the environment and on the, or costs for an organization. Significant energy savings, significant maintenance savings, just less replacement of lamps, and less mercury, uh, either having to be recycled or, if not recycled properly, entering a landfill. Uh, RoHS compliance, uh, ensuring that we do not have undesired chemicals as constituents within our products. And for more information on Rojas, uh, you'll see it at the end of the slide deck as well, uh, CreeLighting.com, and on our there's a large amount of information for contractors, suppliers, that, and some of that is uh, Rojas-related. And then Long and Useful Life, uh, the uh, longer a fixture is in operation, the less materials pulled from the planet to make that fixture. Again, not new information for this group, but it really, as part of life cycle analysis, gains a lot of environmental good stewardship by ensuring that what we're making not only is more energy effective, but it's made out of materials that are less problematic to obtain from the environment or preferably recycled and reused. So, uh, you know, the products, again, environmentally friendly and uh, cost friendly, so we want to make sure that the you know products that we are selling are matched by the performance of the business on an environmental aspect. So most of our Cree Lighting branded products are assembled in our Racine, Wisconsin facility. Uh, we also have a facility in North Carolina, uh, fair of R and D, some SMT and warehouse operations there. For this uh, presentation, we're going to focus mostly on the Racine facility, is by a wide margin the largest of our production plants. Uh, About 640,000 square feet, R&D office, paint shop, manufacturing, distribution. Uh, Indoor and outdoor lighting is manufactured here on state-of-the-art assembly lines. And that is part of the process is the, you know, select equipment, the design of the line, the flow of material in and out of this facility is all considered as part of not only the efficiency of the operation, but the environmental stewardship that goes into our lights. Uh, we have an 18-stage paint line, uh, has e-coat and ultra durable polyester top coat. I imagine Duane has covered that in another presentation. It is uh, our two vertically integrated processes are the paint shop and the surface mount technology center, both of which, by having them in house, yes, we take on some of the risk and responsibility for handling those processes safely from an environmental standpoint, but it also takes many, many miles off of travel for components to get here and be in a state of readiness for assembly. Some of the environmental considerations at our facility, air emissions, wastewater, storm water, industrial waste, and all of those on the call that are in the manufacturing world, those are part and parcel for every uh, manufacturing facility. So what do we do about it? Um, You know, of course, first and foremost, we want to make sure we're complying with the regulations. And that might seem pretty straightforward, but the uh, amount of regulations out there is substantial and how we interact with those is not a uh, small task. So, knowing what we need to comply with, you know, whether it's the EPA, the DOT, Wisconsin DNR, our wastewater permit is through Racine, the city of Racine. Um, So, knowing what the rules are does take a certain amount of time and effort to ensure that we know what they are understand and comply with them fully but we don't want to just stop there so yes you know meet the requirements of the law and then move right into voluntary best practice so we are certified uh, iso 14001 environmental management system have been since 2016. Uh, we have recently been recognized for fifty thousand one ready the doe has a very solid program for any organization that wishes to embark on an energy management system greatly assist in understanding the process and how to achieve that measure. And really, that goes well with uh, everything we sell and everything we do. Energy savings is huge, and it is a continuous improvement process to identify where your energy is used and how you can do better in uh, conserving that. Uh, Again, best practice. We are very good in complying with the waste regulations. But we want to ensure that we're not just stopping there. So true zero waste to landfill is uh, we're in the process of our completing our application for certification. There is us green building council program. Uh, it is comprehensive in its nature in, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle really do matter. So all the way from uh, supply chain R and D are you designing your product to ensure you're not grading waste or unnecessary byproduct, uh, all the way through the grave portion of cradle to grave the recycling. Has your recycler performed best of the materials given them? And along with that, we're not going to focus on it in this conversation, but ISO 45001 safety management system, it is part of how we do business, making sure that we take care of our employees. All right, so we're going to Cover 14,001, but a lot of the standards are very, very similar in nature. So, if we want to ensure we're improving year over year in our environmental performance, it is to ensure that that occurs. So, it's an environmental management system, provides a framework for that. Clauses do you need to meet? Very much like ISO 9001, there is a set of uh, actions, clauses that you have to live up to. Say what you do, do what you say, measure your results and ensure you're continually improving uh, for environmental in particular. We have to identify our environmental impacts and establish. Control. So, knowing what our risks are and making sure that we have plans in place to mitigate those. Sure. We don't have a negative impact on the environment monitor and communicate. It is not an annual event where we take a look and see how we're doing. Every week, there's requirements and metrics. Every month, there's requirements and metrics to ensure that throughout the year, we are heading in the right direction to achieve our goals as described. The communication portion, you know, there's many interested parties and that can be customers, of course, uh, supply chain community really needs to know that we are doing well with our environmental stewardship. So, getting the right communication to the right people at the right time. And then just ensuring that there is that continuous improvement cycle. Uh, Some of our more specific environmental considerations here. uh, For air, we do have an air permit. There is a certain uh, emissions coming out of this facility. Our goal is to, from the front end, ensure we're not bringing in anything that would cause an unnecessary amount of emissions. Uh, So, you know, supply chain involvement all the way through handling our chemicals in-house to ensure that we are not allowing any unnecessary evaporation or otherwise uh, for water we you know, are in the Great Lakes watershed Lake Michigan in particular. So the water we use in our process. It exceeds the requirements of our permit and everyone living in this neighborhood appreciates that since what comes out of our facility goes through treatment and then is going to come out of our taps at some point uh, for waste. Uh, We're a small quantity generator uh, here in North Carolina. But that is kind of a guilty until proven model Um, for those of you that are in uh, the hazardous waste world. It takes a lot of uh, effort to ensure that you're recording and handling your waste in a manner that won't um, have a negative impact or push you over the limits. Along with that, the zero waste to landfill efforts are very important to ensure that there is really nothing here that goes to landfill that doesn't have somewhere else better to go. And last leg of that is emergency preparedness for those times where there is an undesired condition or event, ensuring we have the personnel and equipment to respond to that effectively. Uh, So some of those controls beyond compliance talked a little bit about fifty one or fifty thousand one ready through the DOE. So for air, fifty thousand one ready is kind of the big boy. Any electricity working is uh, probably coming out of a smokestack somewhere. Uh, 14,001 also plays a role in that and ensuring we are complying with the laws as well as uh, conserving energy. Water, again, we have the wastewater permit, but to ensure we're going beyond regulatory, 14,001 very much looks into how we are, you know, not only following the regulations, but improving our performance year over year. For stormwater, we do not have water permit. We've achieved no exposure certifications in our facilities. Um, Again, and that takes some time commitment to not or to monitor and ensure things don't start being stored outside. And, you know, for all of these topics, we have an external environmental audit. Uh, We bring in a consultant to do a deep dive into our processes and compliance and best practice and tell us what we can do better. It is money well spent every year and ensures that we are eyes wide open in in our. Efforts to improve Uh, zero waste to landfill covered that. Pretty well, it is uh, if anyone wants to converse, you know, after this session or. uh, Otherwise, feel free to get a hold of me. There's uh, many benefits to the zero waste to landfill. Uh, Cost is 1 of them. Everything that goes to landfill is at least 3 cents a pound. So there's many reasons to have it go somewhere else. To achieve these things, the H and S policy. Really a lot of verbiage that has a lot of meaning, but the summary is be good to people and be good to the planet. And to get to that point, all of these, uh, the policy and uh, procedures. assist. So this is the say what you do portion uh, and then the uh, implementation is do what you say. Safety again, not going to cover it uh, in depth, but it would be is to you know, have excellent, excellent environmental performance and neglect the safety side. The two go hand in hand. And we have many efforts in place to drive our safety improvements. And we're also in the process of implementing a ISO 45001 SMS. Whether we uh, determine to go through certification or not is uh, for the future. Environmental snapshot, again, uh, zero notice of violation not an easy uh, target to continue achieving year over year but the um processes we have in place make it a little bit less risk every year 50,001 ready again make sure we are good stewards of the electricity and gas used in our processes maintaining certification uh 14,001 is the formal certification audited externally annually uh 50,001 is a comp- clients through the DOE, great program. Zero Waste to Landfill is a certification and that will also be audited annually, externally. Covered it, you know, for the most part, but the entirety of, you know, how do we do business to ensure we are not only being good to people, but good to the and continuing to improve is ensuring that we have a system in place to address the risks. So environmental, 14,000 one makes the most sense, certified since 2016. Energy, 50,001 ready since May. Uh, waste, we're in the process of certifying and we've been over 90% uh, landfill diversion for over two years. Implementing a safety management system and our metrics continue to improve. In the future, you know, risk management, 31,001, probably not certified but at least compliant with the standard and same thing with facilities management uh it is earth week here at Cree lighting in racine wisconsin we hold an annual event uh, to encourage employees to recycle those electronics and other things that might have been hanging out in their basement for quite a while uh educate on where the local chemical drop offs are um some of the uh more um household waste including you know fluorescent bulbs what do i do with this mercury thermometer we educate our employees to Engage with us will will receive a certain amount of those materials as well as work with our supply chain to. Uh, make the rest of them go where they're supposed to go and the community for the community chemical drop off. And where are from here, so we are you know, doing pretty good. And it looks like I'm about 30 seconds over time. So I'm going to move quick. Uh, the next steps are going to be working on a corporate sustainability report. That will tie all of these efforts together in a manner that is uh, reader friendly for anyone that wants to see how is Cree lighting living to its environmental you know regulatory compliance and continuous improvement efforts. Uh, some can be found already on the Cree lighting webpage. So uh, there's a lot of good information on there on the contractor information side, supplier resources, and then into the sustainability portion. One of the be covered in a future sustainability report. This is from a previous one. Life cycle analysis, again, everything from how the materials are obtained to the amount of time it spends in the field and how much impact that has on the environment. All right, and with that, I'll turn it back over to Dwayne.
0: Great, thank you, Tim, appreciate it. All right, so group, if you have any questions, please again, use the chat or Q&A box to get those done. Um, Question coming in, what percentage of the materials going into our finished products are from recycled materials? Is that something we track or Not
1: As elegant in tracking that as we will be, uh, is a great question. And uh, the life cycle analysis takes a lot of that into account. Um, So aluminum, yes, at least 25% uh, content is recycled, which I know is not uh, a high bar. The best answer is, pretty good. We don't document as well as we should and that answer will show up in a future corporate sustainability report.
0: All right and I don't know if you can comment on this uh, Tim or not but compared with other manufacturers I guess both within the lining
1: industry and outside of our industry how how do you think we're doing? Uh, Benchmarking we are doing quite well and I'm always hesitant to you know overstate our success for fear of uh, Something going wrong, but the combination of, you know, uh, having a certified environmental management system externally validated that matters. Combine that with the uh, 50,001 ready. That's a smaller crowd uh, add zero waste to landfill certification through us green building council. Smaller crowd. And not that there's no other organizations that achieve that or are on that path, but it is a very just effort to continue to be the company look to how to achieve not only great products but great environmental performance
0: yeah so if I'm a, a seller of, of lighting products and looking for something to separate maybe me from the competition um, mm-hmm. I think the work that that we're doing we don't we don't have to be embarrassed by our, our efforts that we put into our sustainability correct
1: oh no no I would you know I'm, I'm unable to Perfectly benchmark right now against our competition is uh, something that every industry should strive for. So the competition should be encouraged, and uh, we should always be in the forefront.
0: Yeah, we, we would we would love everybody, every company, both within and outside our industry, to be doing.
1: Oh, you know, absolutely,
0: for sure. Um, from a from a. Um, you know, selling standpoint. If you're working with a municipal, municipal uh, government or maybe a larger corporation with sustainability officers, or mm-hmm. somebody's a user that has a strong environmental concern or or preference, to those types of product, I think that's where you know your efforts and the efforts of the team and really everybody within the organization um, can be leveraged, right? For for you know, from a selling standpoint, am I am I wrong to think about it that way?
1: No, you're absolutely. And you bring up another point this is not the you know tim ulrich solo effort every person in this organization absolutely contributes to the success of all of our environmental programs everyone recycles for example um as far as how that can be you know um, discussed further with any other you know, organizations uh sales groups it'll be you know best packaged in a future corporate sustainability report Time though, I would love to benchmark with others within the industry or not, and uh, compare, contrast, and, and take advice and give advice on what has worked and what, you know, or ways to implement more easily and and in a more sustainable manner.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask that, you know, our, our efforts and and we've been going at this for, for quite a while. But is is the recycling efforts? And I didn't really think of that. Like when you had mentioned before landfills and, and thinking that yeah, costs us money to send things to landfills. But is there a revenue enhancer for the business? Is it is it more revenue neutral? Or how does the business kind of look at these environmental
1: efforts? It, it's a tough pin down if you include the you know man hours. It's hard to get your hands around that, but if someone is throwing something into a receptacle, it's going to take the same amount of time. So I try to, you know, look at the amount of time uh for the production individuals or anyone in an office setting or otherwise on the placing an item in a bin um you're going to place it in a bin one way or another where it goes from there is what is so having the right bins in the right locations and the right level of convenience and the right level of support to ensure that you know what goes where um, all the materials are going to get handled one way or another as you know sometimes everything goes to landfill not a great idea three cents a pound or more Uh, and when you get into the has waste that's you know much higher costs associated with that um cardboard you know bailed will get you money compacted won't there is many reasons to do the right thing and economics is one of them Uh, simply either tossing or uh, compacting all your cardboard isn't really the greatest revenue generator, you bail it, it's a commodity, it's sold. Now, there are some touches to get it there, but I believe that the, you know, designed well, the system can be minimally neutral, depending on, you know, your facility could be a slight positive, you know, it depends on the market as well. You have a lot of metal coming out of your facility. It can uh, be a point of uh, revenue generation with air quotes there because you paid for the metal at one point in time. Uh, Bottom line, if you avoid landfill, you avoid three cents a pound. So start being creative about what can go where. Even if it goes away for free and you've had a little bit of time committed to get it to the right container in the right spot to give it away for free, that's still better than landfill costs. Only from a philosophical point of view, but just cost point of view.
0: Yeah, I think most employees. I mean, they, you know, me as a Tree Lighting employee, I love the fact that we're selling products that have some environmental good. But but I also appreciate, you know, as a business that that we don't gum up the works on on the, on the front end of that product getting to the marketplace and and the efforts that the business takes. And for some employees, you know, they care. I think everybody cares a little, and some will really care a lot. So even from the ability to recruit people and, and people, you know, wanting to be part of a, a larger good. Of how they're you know putting you know bread on the on the table, I think there's some there's certainly some value for that for for companies as well that are, are trying to figure out you know what they might want to do in this category. I think the other thing that you know we we are you know we have I don't know what the percentages but certainly have a, a lot of a local supply content and you kind of you know mentioned having a painting facility and SMT within our our. Factory today, and um, the transit time that it would take to work with an outside vendor to, to do some of that stuff. So, do you ever get into those types of, of discussions about, you know, distance travel and, and you know, getting it to the, the the contractor's hands and getting it installed and all the energy that it takes to to, to make that happen?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Uh, in a well done life cycle analysis, all of those various um, considerations have to be. Uh, in there and in those calculations, you know, what is every mile going to cost you in uh, carbon emissions. Um, and for no matter what program we're talking about, it is always the goal of a win 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 better for the company better for the environment better for the customer. Uh, you know, by in sourcing and vertically integrating some of these processes we've made. The ability to get our product to the customer. Much faster, better quality, fewer miles, et cetera. Not the primary. Um, You know, mental considerations might not be the primary driver, but uh, the win-win needs to be uh, uh, across the board, and that can take a little more work to show how it is a win for everyone involved, but done well, it it usually turns out that way.
0: Yeah, and I I think we we kind of touched on it too, but to be successful if companies are thinking about this path, it does take you know buy-in at, at all levels of the organization it can't be one or two people it has to be uh, from the top down everybody's got to believe in what we're doing and, and be committed to to uh, going down this path mm-hmm.
1: and thankfully through what we do sell our product line our vision for the future most people that are here are already aligned so it's, it's an easy sell to talk about energy when you're product line saves a lot of energy. It's very easy to talk about being a good environmental steward when that is already built into the product and the marketing. So there's many reasons you know, to be a good environmental steward besides what it brings from a sales standpoint is just good business and good economics. Uh, we are positioned and most people that are already working here are part of that culture already.
0: Perfect. Hey, just a real quick to to close it up before we move to the next slide. If you do have any questions or need any help, Tim's uh, email address is on the screen right now. A long-term plan, as Tim mentioned, is to have a sustainability page that will be, um, and we do have some of that today that Tim highlighted. But if you do need more information today, please don't be afraid to to ask uh, questions and and we'll do what we can to to help give you all the information you need to to, help satisfy what customers might be interested in in the marketplace today. Uh, With that, Tim, do you want to advance to the next slide? Well, I'll close up shop for the week.
1: Will do. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Tim. I I do want to thank Tim for his time and and effort certainly within our facility. I also want to thank the audience for joining us. Looking ahead at the next couple of weeks, uh, next Friday, we'll have an application session on outdoor lighting for airport environments. And then in a couple of weeks, we'll be looking at dynamic lighting in the education space. Again, all content is uh, being recorded and posted to our free lighting YouTube channel. If you're not a subscriber, we'd love to have you uh, subscribe with that. Thanks again, everybody for joining us and have a great weekend.